Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. All right, welcome back to another show. Thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing the show. We appreciate it very much. Um, here with Mike. <laughs> Sorry, I'm eating a Nilla wafer. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it's a chocolate wafer. Listen, that's the highbrow version right there. I don't even know what brand. I got it from Costco. What's the brand on that thing? Uh, it's L O A C K E R. Loacker or Loker or Loacker? See, it sounds high end. We can't even pronounce it. Uh, yeah. So yeah. you know it's good. Yeah, but I had to find the chocolate versions because the other ones were hazelnut ugh, and vanilla. Ugh. Listen, I, you, you're in my wife's camp with the hazelnut thing. She hates hazelnut. No, I, I love it. Stand. I think it's great. So I used to work at a hospital, and um, I worked midnights. And this one, the charge nurse, he would go in there, and he'd make a pot of hazelnut coffee, and the, it was in the, like this break training break room, and um, people would go in there and drink it. Well, then they would just put the coffee back into the onto the burner, and then it would burn. So that smell of burnt hazelnut, I, so I dig it. I, dig, I like it in my coffee. Uh, people say I should try Nutella. I had Nutella when I was a kid. I don't remember it though. I don't remember being like awesome. Like apparently Nutella is like a thing. The hipsters yeah. love it. Yeah. And you probably found it. That, I bet you with that that uh, when you went on vacation and there was there's hips that hipster. I guarantee you there's a gallon of Nutella in that place. Probably. Actually, was it Nutella toast or something like that? It's the yeah. new avocado toast. Yeah. People just don't know it yet. Yeah, but avocado toast is better. Now, what's disgusting? I don't know if you've ever, if you have any Australian friends. Is Vegemite? Oh, I want to talk about that. Vegemite is gross. <laughs> I, I so my dad went to Australia and brought it back, and no one in our house knew anything about it. Well, he had already discovered that it's disgusting, right? But brings it back anyways. Like, yeah, this is all the rage in Australia, and you know you have to try it. Blah blah blah. So you make it on toast, and it's uh, it's awful. Like. I could. It's it's really really bad. That's so like, what, people in Hawaii think spam is delicious. Well, spam is big in 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 Korea too. It's yeah. actually in like uh, I forget the name of. It. There's a soup that has spam in it, and it's because after the the Korean War, all the soldiers were there, and they had a bunch of spam, so they'd put it in soup. Um, I mean, it is it is the Hawaiian delicacy. I like spam. I don't mind it. Isn't it just canned ham? Yeah, so it's like mushed up ham byproducts oh. and like squished into the can. So it's, it's like a it's like a hot dog ham. It's like, it's yeah, but like I like it. it. It's salty and and smoky, and um, I I don't mind it. Um, I mean, I'm not one to denigrate hot dogs. I like hot dogs. No, I think hot dogs are great. It could be one of the best meals ever. But I, I mean, maybe seeing the inside stuff on the outside maybe just might not be up my alley. You know. Yeah. See, I like scrapple too. I've never had scrapple. Ooh, you know what you're missing? I, like, I crush scrapple. Like, I like grits. Is it like grits? Mm-mm. No. Well, okay. So, scrapple is pork byproducts and seasonings, and then I think it is, like, cornmeal mush, mush or something like that that is put, they form it in the loaf, and then you fr- you just grill it or fry it. <laughs> you gotta form it in a loaf. That's where it's kind of like mm, really, yeah. But mm-hmm. it's nice and firm. You know, you can slice it, 
and then you put it on the in the frying pan or on your griddle and cook it. Some people like it thick. Some people put syrup on it. I don't do that. Um, so does, it, does it taste like a breakfast meat? Yeah, it is breakfast meat. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's delicious. But I, don't, I wouldn't. I'm probably gonna get skewered for this, but I wouldn't. It's like I wouldn't put syrup on bacon. No, now there are some. So, so I am a strict when it comes to my breakfast foods. I'm a strict segregationist. Okay, I want my don't don't cancel me now. You got to listen to the rest of the story. <laughs> I don't want my bacon. I don't want my sweets and savories coming together. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. So if I go and I get, say, I get the platter at Double T Diner. Sure. And the double tea platter, and it comes with, you get your two eggs, your bacon, home fries, and then your pancakes. Now, they bring it out on a separate plate. Yep. As it should be done. However, there are other places that bring it all together. Now, I used to work with a dude that would take all the food. He'd take that platter, move the pancakes over on top of everything else, cover the whole thing with syrup, and eat it that way. See, that's a casserole to me. No, I was I, at, I was like, point. dude, why don't you just put it in a blender and drink but, it? I mean, at that point, you're eating a breakfast casserole. Yeah, and his eggs were over easy, which I'm cool with. I love I love uh, runny eggs. That's the runny ones, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, some people call them dippy eggs because you dip the toast. I think that sounds juvenile. Yeah. Um, but there's sunny side up, over easy, over light. I think it's over well, over well, like that's just like a fried hard boiled egg. Right. Um. So, no, I, like, definitely want it to be... I want all the white cooked, but the yolk, I want that pretty much unmolested. See, so. I, I, I'm a big fan. I, I do like fried eggs uh, with a runny middle. But one of the ways I love to do eggs, and my kids won't eat them this way, my wife won't eat them this way, it's um, scrambled eggs. Okay. But runny scrambled eggs. Yes. Like, I like them, I like them a little bit, like, not... Oh, I don't want all the moisture out of them. Mm-hmm. I want them to be a little bit. It's almost like you're mixing in the yolk into the scrambled egg, yeah. while it's still runny, right? Yeah, I, I, I love them like that. I agree. I think that's a a fine way. To, you don't want the so that's. I think it was uh, what's that that celebrity chef Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, I saw a video of how he cooks eggs. So he uses butter, a ton of butter, and we all know butter makes everything better, and. Um, uh, I think he called it, it was creme fraiche. I don't know what that is. So no clue. Um, that when he mixed the eggs up and then he put them in, but he didn't. He put them. He put it in the pan right where the butter had just melted, so the pan wasn't that hot. And then he used the spatula and just kept stirring it until the curds formed, and then served it that way. I don't get that fancy. I do you know, a little bit of cooking spray. Yeah, and then. Uh... I scrambled the eggs with a little bit of half and half. A little okay. bit. A little bit. Yeah. Not, not full-blown milk because, you know, milk makes the stomach hurt a little bit. For some reason, half and half doesn't do it to me. Anyway, a little, little bit, smidge, half and half, mm-hmm. just to get it a little bit lighter. Salt, pepper in the mix. Yeah. Scramble it up. Dump it in. Yep. And just before it gets to the point where it's all the moisture's out, that's when I'm popping them out for me. I did that one time. My wife looks at me and goes, those aren't done. Yeah, yeah, they're they're done for me. (laughs) Your eggs are over there. Yeah, if you want, if you want burnt eggs, they're over there. (laughs) Well, and like the kids won't eat them. Like little, if they're a little bit runny, like this is gross. Like no, this is fantastic. So like, my youngest doesn't want the yolk in the egg. 
but he wants to have a fried egg just like Daddy does. Okay. So I will make him two fried egg whites. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just, but now he's decided that he wants the yolks. So See, I'm weird in that. Like I like yolks every way but hard boiled. I won't eat them hard boiled. Yeah, I just put them to the side. Yeah, I don't know why. I give them to the dog. I'll eat, I'll, eat, I'll eat them. I'll eat yolks when they're fried. I'll mm. eat them when they're scrambled. Yep. I just don't like the yolk. I will when it's eat them hard boiled as a deviled egg. And all I the I, do. I, I dig a deviled egg. Oh, I will. <laughs> a na- one of our neighbors' wives makes. Uh, yeah, I, well, she she's does. our neighbor too. <laughs> I would say my neighbor's wife is like. Wait, she's also my neighbor. Yeah, she lives there. Um, she lives there most of the time. With yeah, <laughs> but she makes. Uh, she makes awesome. I feel so bad though. Because if she brings a dozen, I'm eating a dozen. But, but here's the thing, though. I feel like now she almost feels obligated to make them because she knows everyone loves them. Yeah. And I feel so bad. Like, you don't have to keep making this. Like, you can, you can bring something easier. Or not me. I'm like, did you make the devil? Today? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I remember one year, I think she brought, like, the extra dozen. Yeah. Just because she knew you and I were going to yeah. pound away a dozen <laughs> ourselves. And she made, like, a dozen for everyone else. Yeah, they, like we got a do- you got a dozen, I got a dozen. Everyone else got their own dozen. Right, and I think we ate some of those too. Yeah, probably. Um, she even has a special deviled egg carrier. It's, it's like great. this thing that has like drawers and like little indentations for the. Like, don't even bother. <laughs> it's it's hysterical. Like after the after I eat my dozen, you've eaten your dozen. We're looking around like, anyone gonna eat these? <laughs> like the third dozen over. Here? Anyone gonna eat these? I pay for it later. But man, do they taste good coming down? Oh yeah, they are so. And then she does them two different ways. She got the old bay version, mm-hmm. and then she just does them, does them with the paprika on there yeah. instead. I, I like them both. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, no, me too. I'm like an egg salad sandwich. Oh, I'm a sucker for an egg salad sandwich. So I made an egg salad sandwich for my wife to take to work with her, and then I made it for my oldest kid too. But like the bread. That I was using, like it couldn't take that much egg, so there's extra in the bowl, hmm. which is the chef's treat. Sure. So I take Old Bay out and just cover it in Old Bay. When I make tuna fish, I cover it in old, everything. It's covered in Old Bay. I don't do it with tuna fish. I love it with egg salad though. Yeah. For people that haven't tried Old Bay on their egg salad, you got to. You're, You're missing, missing out. out. Yeah. It's it makes it taste really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's almost like you're having a deviled egg sandwich with the old with the Old Bay on it. Oh yeah, in my in my opinion. Yeah. No, don't be wrong. You could do the paprika and it'd be the same. It'd be. I mean, there is paprika in Old Bay. Oh yeah, there's a bunch of it. That's like the main ingredient. It's like paprika and celery salt, essentially. (laughs) They gotta um, put something in there to make it like to give that like not fishy taste, but something. Or maybe we just associate so much with seafood that we just think it has a fishy taste. Yeah. Yeah. Oddly enough, this was not supposed to be the topic of this podcast. No, not at all. I think we could probably do three episodes on foods that we like and why. Oh yeah. Um, but I guess we'll we'll move on. Horrible segue. We were going to talk about uh, today is August twenty fourth. This will come out next Tuesday. Uh, President Biden essentially said that everyone's going to get ten thousand dollars of their student loans forgiven. And he probably he probably said this after an egg salad sandwich, so maybe this is relevant to the egg salad sandwich story. But I'm kind of I'm on the fence of whether I think this is good or not. So yeah, and and I am too. And so I get it. So there's a whole bunch of different things that play into into this 
this this thing. So I think we've gone off. I, I don't think our feelings on uh, colleges and universities and stuff is is a secret. Um, I think they're overpriced a lot of times. You know, uh, you get you know you're 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 paying for something that really in the end isn't worth all that much. But our generation, I know when I was growing up, like it was the expectation everyone went to college. Um, the 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 school system where I grew up, they they like actively like looked down upon people going to the trades. Everything was college prep. Well, college isn't for everybody. So you put a bunch of these people into college, and our parents were the boomers, and a lot of them went to college. And But when they went to college, it was a lot less expensive. When we went to college, it was a lot less expensive than it is now. Um, but being someone that left, left school with $5,000 in student loan debt and paid it off quickly, I'm like, well, where's my ten grand? Right. But then my wife, who has a master's degree and loans and all that stuff, then I'm like, well, let's get, let's get her. They should give my ten grand to her. Yeah, and we're kind of in the same. So I was fortunate enough. I left school without debt. Mm-hmm. Um, very fortunate in that regard. Um, my wife, on the other hand, left school with about seventy-seven grand in debt. Oof, yeah. That and that was uh, two bachelors and a master's. Yeah. So, that, but then she she also went into the field for which she got the master's though. Yeah. And it pays well now. Mm-hmm. Um. So we we had paid on it for I think it was ten twelve years or so, mm-hmm. and she applied for that public student loan forgiveness program. Yeah. And got denied because they said she wasn't on the correct repayment plan. And we didn't know there was a correct repayment plan. I thought the correct repayment plan was pay your loan. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought, look, it was 10 years. You're supposed to repay the loan. Um, like That's what I thought it was. Um, and they apparently said, no, you had to be on an income-based repayment plan. Um or some like there were like four different options you could do. We weren't on any of them, right? And no one told us we had to be on any of them. Like no one said anything to us. And she went through. She had Navient as a loan servicer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, just trying just trying to get a hold of someone was a pain in the it was just a pain in the butt. Then when we finally got someone, they finally said, look, you're not eligible because we submitted the application. And then we hadn't heard anything, so we called and we got the person on the phone. The person said, look, I'm sorry, you're not eligible. You didn't, you weren't paying uh, through the correct program in order to qualify to get your uh, 10 years of payments. So we had been paying for 12 years, but none of them counted. <laughs> So we're like, okay, you know, it is what it is, you know, live and learn. Mm-hmm. And we and we had been paying down these loans for for years, obviously. Um, so the, the what the lady said was, okay, why don't we refinance the loan into another thirty year term? So it basically took our four hundred dollar a month payment down to like two fifty. 
Mm-hmm. And we were like, you know what? We'll do it. It's a small amount of money. It's less than a car payment a month. And it's just going to be there for 30 years. Yeah. Not thinking they would ever get forgiven or anything. We, we didn't go into a program that could be part of that public uh, uh, student loan forgiveness program. Nothing. We, we, didn't, we, we, just, we just assumed it'd be another 30 years. We'd pay on it. It'd be a small amount. We'd just deal with it. Mm-hmm. And then we, we heard the rumblings and the grumblings. Oh, they're going to start forgiving student debt. Forgiving, start forgiving student debt. Like, okay, you know, we could, we could stand and get back 250 a month. A lot of stuff we could do with that. But then, we've talked about this in the past, though. It, it's almost like a, we, we saw the harm that the stimulus checks did, right? Yep. When they were giving out 1200 1300 1500 a month, or not a month, in the, those two to two or three payments, those three, three different times they did it. Yeah. Um, not everyone qualified, but they were, they were just pushing money out. And what they're seeing now is people use the money to buy stuff. They weren't putting it away. They weren't using it to pay rent. Yeah. They used it to put down payments on cars, which are now getting for, they're, they're being repoed now, which is just research, uh, bank loan auto repos right now. They're at, one of the highest levels they've ever been at mm-hmm. because people who had that money can't afford to make those payments now because yeah. the money ran out. Yeah. Um, but it pushed car prices up and it, 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 it kind of helped it pushed inflation up because of all this money going into the economy people were just spending it. I mean, there's the myth that if you give people money, they'll do the responsible thing with it. And yeah. that generally is never the case. Yeah. So, so let's try that with, with your, your kids. Right. So I gave, so, my three boys and I, I took, we went to the store and they're like, daddy, can we get a treat? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? So they wanted to get, there was a dispute amongst the four of us, whether we were going to get brownies. So it's those, I forget who makes them. I think it's little Debbie or something. They're like the, the brownies. There's. It's like one brownie in a package, but you can split it in half. That's a little Debbie. Yeah. They all, I don't with, like the, with the little nuts on them? Don't like them. What? Not a fan. <laughs> Whatever, however, what I am a big fan of. And so there was the two, the two kid faction for brownies. And then there was the two, there was the me and then, then my middle son faction for oatmeal cream pies. Listen, I was thinking oatmeal cream pies before you said it. Mm-hmm. Those are delicious. Yes. Little Debbie, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, okay. not the knockoff brand. Yeah, I was like, is like there the another brand? For, yeah, yeah, don't even waste no, your time. Those things are phenomenal. Oh, okay. And I, th- uh, there's no breaks involved. So the the oldest and the littlest, the youngest, decided to get the brownies. Well, the, my, the middle and me go with oatmeal cream pies. But because I control the purse spring, strings, we didn't get the same size box we got the big box of the big oatmeal cream pies. <laughs> sure. And, of course, the other two were like, that's not fair. I said, it's, are you paying for it? You know it's not fair? Don't say the F word. That's, that's my new F word is fair. Right. Don't say the F word around me. Put those brownies back. I'll show you what not fair is. And then they shut up. Mm-hmm. And I said, we need to make these last until, you know, maybe, we could, maybe I can put one in your lunch tomorrow or something like that. Oh, no. They're gone. <laughs> All of it's gone. 
Um, and I'm partially well, yeah, well, come on. more yeah, than partially I, I, responsible. I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh my God, how dare they? <laughs> I would have done the same thing. Yeah, but it's the same thing. Like, hey, let's make these last for the week. No. no. Like, what you ta- like, You're lucky hit- if they last three days. Yeah. I'm lucky if they last three hours. <laughs> <laughs> so I take some out for my own secret stash and hide them. Got to. So that the kids don't devour. Because I know tomorrow morning they're, like, they're going to eat one. They're all going to be gone, and then I'm going to show up with one, and be like, Daddy, where'd you get that? I'm like, don't you worry about it. That's the secret stash. I got places you don't even know about. Yeah. So, <laughs> hide them in, like, but the it's, wall. It's, yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, they gave us that, that we got the stimulus money. Mm-hmm. Did I did I save it? Did I pay off debt with it? No. I pissed it away on stupid shit, mm-hmm. right? Now, it's not all stupid. I did get my screen in poetry screened. And I put a new fence up because I need a new fence. Right. So I did do some work and I used local businesses that were, you know, so I put the money back into the economy. That's probably, actually, that's probably a pretty responsible. Now, one of the stimulus checks, I bought gun parts with it mm. for a gun I didn't need and I haven't fired since I assembled it. Mm. But, you know, hey, um, I I did, you know, some toys and. I, I, like, I bought parts to make, to build a server mm-hmm. and I had never been put a pc together before <laughs> i literally bought the stuff and just would hope it would work right it did <laughs> but there was a good chance it wouldn't right and that think about it if that if i would have bought the hard drives the cpu the motherboard the the case for like i spent almost two grand on this thing mm-hmm. imagine if it didn't work right. Like right. It, and it would have gone nowhere local i still don't know if my rifle works <laughs> it right. might not <laughs> But that's what people like. Look, I'm fairly responsible with money, and I was irresponsible with that money. Yeah, and yeah, a buddy of mine went to Miami. Yeah, um, he was going down there anyway to you know on vacation, and he gets down there, and he's like, "Man," <laughs> and their dudes just rock it out with, you know, they're in, the, in all the clubs and the champagne, you know, and the getting bottle service and stuff, like just throwing money around, <laughs> and then right. the second the weekend's over, they're broke again. Hey, they had fun, you right? Know? So a lot of that money went into strippers, G strings, sure. Um, you know, supporting, you know, supporting the local college fund. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so here, but here's the thing with it. It's, okay, so let's say, let's say ten thousand gets forgiven, right? All it's gonna, well, first it's just going to piss off half the people with student loans, right? Yeah, because some people aren't going to be eligible, right? Because they may they have a cap that they've set at one hundred fifty thousand. So is a hundred? So if your income's over one hundred fifty thousand. Or is so, it if you have 150,000 student loans? I, the way I understood it, and I read it in Vox, so, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess Vo- no, Vox is going to paint the administration as favorable as they can. Sure. Was $150,000 as the cap. That's the earnings during the pandemic. That's how they have it kind of set up. Okay. So it's, so, ba- so it's based on your income. Yeah. Okay. So here's the, even if, let's say they knocked off ten grand for us. I think she. I think we still owe like fifty something. Yeah. So now we're gonna owe forty. I'm not gonna recast the loan over another thirty years to lower my payments. So my payments gonna remain the same. I just right. might pay it off a little. What I'll pay it off in twenty years rather than thirty. Yeah. And I think what what would have been better is the you know now I did see on Instagram when Joe put it up there. First, they did this really weird thing with him. Um, they have he's to. this is weird. So. It's this, this, like, you know, normally when you, when someone's speaking, it'll be like they're kind of up the, you'll see the podium, then their upper body and like their head. 
right? It's yeah. so almost like, think of like peck, pecks up, right? Mm-hmm. Him, his his face takes up the entire screen. <laughs> and you can see the reflection of the teleprompter in his eyeballs. And he blinks like maybe three times during this entire thing. Because he's just holding on for dear for dear life as he's reading this thing. <laughs> right. And I'm like, so then I re- I like to read the comments. Because there's always the comments like, greatest president ever. And I'm like, what planet do you live on? <laughs> um, you know, thank, thanks for, thank God for you're here, Joe. And I'm like, these have to be bots. Right. Like, they can't be real people. Um, so, but then some people went down the thing. was like, great, what about the compounding interest? Don't give me 10 grand. Get rid of the compounding interest. Right. And that's just a, a toggle, sw- you know. But they know damn well if they knock it down 10 grand, it's not going to, the, the, the people who count to them, it's it's not going to affect their bottom line that much. Well, so then, so you've got people like my wife and your wife who are out there earning a living. Right. They got their masters. They're using it. It's helping them earn money. Yeah. Then you got the people, and and there's people with like, like hundreds of thousands of debt because they went to school for four years for their bachelor's. Two years for a master's and however many years for a PhD. Right. And they got their PhD in like in Wiccan behavior. And they don't have a job. And oddly enough, there's no school. Like the the one school that had the Wiccan behaviors program has enough teachers already and right. didn't want to hire this person. That's where they went to get their. <laughs> yes. So now they're just kind of floating in the wind, don't have a job, but they're saddled with 150000 $200,000 worth of debt because they had to go to an upper crust school for this. Right. They, they couldn't have gone to Ann Arundel Community College. They no. had to go to NYU or Brandeis or, or Brown or yeah. some Ivy League school. Yeah. And or it's some like small p- private school that just that for some reason costs like 35 grand a year. Yeah, like St. John's in Annapolis. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, to get to get your your degree in, in women's studies. Yeah, underwater basket weaving. Yeah. And, and nothing against women's studies. I'm, I mean, I'm sure, you know, the studies were great. But there's, an, outside of academia, there's no job for that. There's no value. There's none. Not yeah. outs, outside of academia. But all these people, they think, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go be a college professor. Okay, well. There's only so many colleges out there that can hire people. Right. And if, if you've ever talked to a college professor, trying to get tenure or be a full professor at these places yeah, takes a long time. Yeah, because you start out at like as an adjunct somewhere. You get like one then, or two classes a week, and if, yeah. if people got to fill your class. And if they don't fill it, you can't cancel it. And you don't get paid. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so a lot of them have to work like real jobs somewhere or at a whole bunch of different, where there's the other option. Ooh, real job. Oh, oh, no, no, I can't do that. Well, they end up being bartenders working on the weekend. Yeah. Or yeah. At, yeah. Or working at, at Starbucks. And like you, you are the most underpaid women's studies professor as a bartender. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or, or, or what is it? The most overeducated bartender. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you didn't need, you didn't need six years of school to go be the bartender. And I'm not knocking bartending. I'm just saying you don't need college for that. No. A buddy of mine, never went, I think he went to two years of school. Decided it wasn't for him and dropped out. Been a bartender ever since. Mm-hmm. He's in his 40s, loves being a bartender. Yeah. Makes enough money to support himself, has his own house and everything. Yeah. 
but he's not saddled with the debt from because he because he thought an extra two years of school would help him out. Right. Now there's nothing wrong with that decision, right? Or it's like if you got you got a degree in psychology, and you ended up being a plumber. Yeah. Okay, you didn't need that degree to be a plumber. All you did was just rack up your debt, and all that money from being a plumber is going to pay off your debt from the job you don't have as a psychologist. Yeah. So I guess my question is, why should the people that got the useless degrees, and let's get rid of the the ones that, you know, let's say someone got a degree, let's say someone got a a teaching degree or whatever, and they tried teaching, didn't like it, went on to something else. I'm not talking about them. At least they gave it a shot. They found out they didn't like it, right? I'm talking about the people who went to school four years, financed all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then never, and then just didn't use it or they, or they, or they went into a, they studied something that just was never going to have a use for them outside well, that's, of college. Well, that's this whole, this whole follow your passion. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. Like my, my passion growing up was ice hockey, right? I've made exactly $0. Actually, I shouldn't say that because I used to ref hockey games. Um, but being an ice hockey player, I've made exactly zero dollars. Right. So if I followed my passion, I'm major in hockey and drinking beer, which well I kind of did, but <laughs> <laughs> but I did get an actual an actual degree out of it. Um, but like, if your passion is is you know gender studies, right. then. What can you, what sort of, how can you find employment in that field? You you got to hope there's another college out there that needs a professor in gender studies. Right. Because that's the only place they're hiring for that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or you got to hope that someone's going to pay for your research in gender studies. Yeah. If there isn't, you're screwed. And who's, who's paying for research right now? I'm sure Pharma. A, I'm sure. <laughs> like, but, but like, that's what, like the big money, like. You know, you're going to see some or maybe or something that has to do with something consumer based focus groups, some sort of behavioral type stuff. I mean, they have all these industrial psychologists that figure out like um, like you you walk into a into a a grocery store. They're all designed so that you go to the right for the most part. Mm -hmm. And then they put stuff they want to sell on the right. And then you walk around a store. It's all laid out. There's it's all none of it's random. Right. It's laid out and it's thought. Uh, and they put things at the end on your way out. Like, what do you need on your way out? The king of that is Ikea. I, 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 there's been studies on how, how Ikea is laid out. Yeah. Down to the food that they serve there. How every Ikea has a food service. Place. Mm-hmm. It's so that you can stay longer. Yeah. So that you don't leave for lunch. Yep. Like, they, they serve you the meatballs and the... It, it's to get you to stay. Yeah. And, and then casinos. They put a lot of thought into that stuff, too. Yep. So you can't get out. Yeah. They make it confusing on purpose. Yes. So you can research that, but I don't know where gender studies falls into that. It doesn't fit anywhere. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch, and, I, and, I, and we shouldn't just, you know, crap on that particular field, because there's a whole bunch. No, there's a lot of them. That, that are, you know, like the, I'm going to major in, in ancient German literature. Why? Everyone in Germany speaks English, number one. And if you want to, if you enjoy ancient German, then read it on your own. Um, do you need a major in it? 
And I think that's where kind of these student loans went wrong. Well, first of all, they're, they're, there's a whole bunch of different layers. It's it's government money that a bank lends. There's You might know this, how it's laid out better than me, but like there's a bunch of different middlemen, and they're, they're guaranteed. It's the only debt that can't be discharged through bankruptcy. So, I mean, there are people right now who are getting their Social Security docked because of student loans. So, um, let me ask you something. Imagine the lender. I'm, 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 you're, you're taking a loan from a lender who makes the rules up as far as what can be discharged in bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because the student loans they're talking about, they're federal student loans. They came from the federal government. Yeah. And the federal government is the one that's telling you that those student loans can't be discharged in bankruptcy. Yeah. Mortgage can be discharged. Yeah. Um, Your car, a- escalate. <laughs> yeah. Everything else. Yeah. Except, and I don't think um, alimony and child support. Right. But those can get renegotiated down when your income gets lower. Mm-hmm. But those student loans, it's like, it's like the the unforgivable loan. Yeah. Like, literally, they can't forgive it in, in bankruptcy. Yeah. And I, I just find it odd. The people giving you the loan are also making up the rules on what you can discharge in bankruptcy. Oh, and by the way, you can't discharge our loans. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> okay then but then so you, so you have this now if they were just regular loans right say you had to go to the bank and get a student loan okay so just like now you're attempting to purchase a product or service with money you don't have with somebody else's money so they're gonna charge interest on that to cover their so th- you know, for the risk, and then they're going to evaluate you as well. Right. And then they would question, okay, well, where are you going to school? What do you want to do? Oh, I want to be a, I want to be an elementary school teacher. Okay, that's employable, so we're going to give you X amount. Right. Where, where are you going to school? Oh, I want to go to, um, to Penn State. Well, you live in Maryland. Why don't you go to the University of Maryland? Well, I want to go to Penn State. No, we're not giving you that loan. We'll give you that loan to go to the University of Maryland because it's less money. You could get the same exact education at University of Maryland that you can at Penn State. But I'm a Nittany Lion at heart. Right. Why? Like, I mean, I like Penn State football. Right. Who doesn't? Happy Valley? Yeah. You know? But it's, it, it, so it, someone it, would deny that. Now, if you went to them and said, I want to go to NYU and major in theater, they'd be like, nope. What, what banker who has to take on that risk is going to take on that risk right because you're not going to make any money in that field to be able to repay that loan back or, or the percentage of people that try and get in that field are very low right you might as well say i'm going to go to um to alabama and major in football right and if you're good enough Alabama's going to pay for it but if you're just going to go and major in football and drinking and sports gambling at alabama they're gonna be like no we're not paying for you to no one's going to take on that risk might be a bad example of so if you were if you could get onto Alabama's team, someone might finance that because I think what eighty percent of that roster goes to the NFL. Yeah. So it's like use, the minor leagues of the NFL. So, so let's use like Central Michigan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you want to go major in football? One out of ninety of those, or one out of ninety of those guys every year will get to the NFL. Yeah. You know, or maybe two. Yeah. That's not that's a loan that they're not going to say yes to. Yeah. The Alabama one they probably say yes to a hundred times yeah. out of hundred. Like, are you on the team? <laughs> <laughs> you Nick Saban uh he offered he offered you to be on the team. 
Sure. Okay, we'll make that loan. But you want to know why they don't have to make that loan? Because Nick Saban's paying for it. Right. They don't. That, that no one's asking for that loan. Right. And and that's the thing. Like if you actually had, but the under the way it is now, it's all just Fed money coming out. They're guaranteed. You know, you can't discharge it. It's gonna haunt you for the rest of your life. Like, I mean, everything's dischar- dischargeable upon death. But you're gonna go through, and it's gonna say, well, how uh, how did you? It, it doesn't matter. Like, oh, yeah, sure, major in, in theater, major in the flute, or whatever it is your sort of nonsense you're in a major in. Yeah. And meanwhile, on the other side, on the parent side, there's no one saying, hey, look, dude, you can't act your way out of a wet paper bag. Why are you going to go to NYU and major in theater? Right. Like, what, what's a Because, oh, we have to pump everyone's self-esteem up so they feel good about themselves, when really you need, like, the card... Everyone needs the card hold true... Uh, cold hard truth at some point and hey dude um you know i i I think you're wasting your money like everyone needs a little red foreman in their life so and and the other way to think about this is that from the federal government standpoint viewpoint they so they say oh well we we're in the business of doing student loans because we're investing in our people what's the best way to make money passively it's residual income, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like if you own a rental property and every month you get a rent check. Yeah. Right? Well, th- think about it this way. If I'm the federal government and I make a loan out to you and you have to pay me every month, its own people are now the residual income. Yeah. Not only are there income taxes and property taxes, but now they also got you paying that student loan. Yeah. Every month. With interest. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's another revenue stream. It's almost yeah. like a T-bill. Yeah. Like, they put debt out there, a 10-year treasury bond, someone buys it, and they pay the U.S. interest, and the U.S. pays interest on that, right? Yeah. This is the reverse. I'm going to loan you $100,000, mm-hmm. and for the rest of your life, or at least for 30 years, you're going to pay it back to me every month with interest. Yeah. It's literally, it, it, it's a reverse income stream. Yeah. Or I guess it's just an income. I guess it's just a reverse income stream. It's an income stream for the federal government. Yeah. And they found a way to con everyone into it. Mm-hmm. Because the federal government was the ones in the 80s and the 90s pumping college. You need a college degree. Yeah. And all these companies went along with it in order to be qualified for this job at Lockheed Martin to be... Think about this. To be a recruiter at Lockheed Martin, you need a college degree. Yeah. You need a college degree to learn how to shake hands and... And, and, and schmooze. And, and schmooze. And learn... You, you, like, the, sit and, down with someone and drink yeah. and convince them that this is a great place to work. That's a... You need four years of college for Yeah. That. Yeah. You, you, well, I guess you do because you need to learn how to go and drink and make friends, right? I mean, that's what... Yeah. <laughs> Just go hang out. At, like... Like, you know, the, everyone who went to college, like, has the dude that, like, failed out but didn't leave. Right. And still hanging out. <laughs> like, just you just can be that guy. Or, or the pharmaceutical rep that needs a four-year degree in biology. Yeah. To go sell drugs. Right. I mean, the sales pitch is in the, is in the packet. You don't, I didn't need to know the chemistry of the drug to, to sell. Hey, yeah, this Advil is great stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to tell the doctor yeah. <laughs> about the chemistry. Right. I'm like, going to tell the guy that went to medical school. Yeah. <laughs> that this drug is great, and he's just going to believe me. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Because I know better. Yeah. With my with my four-year degree from, in biology <laughs> versus his, what, four-year degree in biology, four years of medical school, yeah. and plus two years of residency. Yeah. And opening people up. Yeah, I know better. <laughs> hey, Doc, listen to me. Right? But, and a lot of that's just, I mean, that's just salesmanship. And salesmanship does you, you don't you talk to anyone who went to college as a sales do they learn how to be a salesman in some class yeah. no they Not picked right. it up through trial and error probably through, through someone that had been doing it as a company for a while when they were new and just natural innate abilities that they had and they were able to then you know someone who's personable and funny anyway right then gets into sales they don't need a degree to get into sales or or especially with these pharmaceutical sales. Hey, Doc, come on this trip with me to Hawaii. Yeah, you've been prescribing this Viagra over Cialis quite a bit. Yeah. Thanks, Doc. Well, let's go to Hawaii. Yeah. You don't think he's going to keep prescribing Viagra over Cialis? Yeah. Just to get boners up? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, that doesn't take a college degree to send the doctor to Hawaii. That takes a, uh, a, a company slush fund. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that takes an expense account. But that guy, though, that that salesman or saleswoman, yeah, they were, they kept seeing that you know, no, the, the requirement for this job with Pfizer says I need a four year degree. Yeah. No, you, you don't. Yeah. Then you have other, other like public sector where some fire departments and police departments are requiring a four year degree to get hired. Do you need a four year degree to put out a fire? They teach you everything you need to know in the academy. Most, and I was going to say this: most jobs teach you everything you need to know once you get there. Yeah, there, there. Don't worry. There are jobs that are not like that. Yeah. Like being a lawyer, being a doctor, um, and I'm sure there are others that I'm. I'm yeah, I, I think if you're going to be a, you know, if you're going to shoot, you know, rockets into space, you should probably have a degree in some sort of engineering or sure. astrophysics or something. You know, you should probably know a little bit about that before you start doing that. Um, and again, but that would be under a, a sane system, something where the back would be like, oh, you want to be a rocket scientist, and you're going to go to Rensselaer and major in rocket science. Like, right. okay, well, yeah, we'll, we're going to write that loan. Or, I mean, like another example of it is, so let's say the government writes up a whole bunch of rules and regs for accounting. So now you need to go to college for rules and regs for accounting, or to be an accountant. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're literally creating a market for people that need this four-year degree yeah. because you wrote all these rules. Right. <laughs> that are impossible to understand. Right. Like, just like the on our last episode. The, right. The, with the four, yeah. <laughs> they write them so you can't understand them. Yeah. And even the people that have the four-year degree that get hired by KPMG or, or whoever to do an annual audit or accounting work, it's literally up to interpretation. Yeah. Because you can read one rule to be one way, and it won't be specific. And you be like, well, I think it means I'm interpreting it to say this. Yeah. And that, and as long as you say that, it passes. Yeah. And, I mean, look, I'm, I'm someone who graduated with a degree in finance. Mm-hmm. Now, my, my first two years, I was an accounting major. And once I realized <laughs> what it was, I was like, I can't, I can't deal with it like this yeah. is this is stupid to me so then i, I changed to finance and and I, hey. thought, I thought i was going to go work as a stockbroker yeah and that didn't happen 
Because I wasn't, I wasn't going to New York City and you know pulling Wolf of Wall Street out. We're gonna be a bro. I I couldn't do it. Be a finance bro. I couldn't do it. I was, (laughs) I uh, so of course I went and (laughs) my first job was uh, as a, uh, uh, I guess they called it administrative aid back then. Mm -hmm. It was for a local government where I was, but it was to do accounting work for them. That was just the position they had open. Like with government, the position title is never what the job is. Never. <laughs> it's just an op- it's just a job title they have, so they can put someone in it. Yeah. Um, so, they even, can, so they can post it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You know. And the funny thing is, now the job I have now has nothing to do with my finance degree. Right. Now, my 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 degree helped me get my first job. So does my degree count for something? Sure. Why not? Yeah, like my, my, it helped me even get my second job, yeah. my third job, but my fourth job, no. Yeah. If, this job I've been in this job almost fifteen years. Has yeah, nothing my, to do with that degree. Yeah, my my degree didn't. I could have gotten my job with or without a degree, and um, but what the degree did do was enable, like, I became a very good writer, mm-hmm. and that's helped me immensely throughout sure. my career. So, writing is and communicating is, uh, you know, it's 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 important in some lines of work, and that's what it helped, but. Did I need to spend years in college to learn how to do that? No. I feel like I could have gotten all the education I needed from college in two years. Yeah. Well, the other thing about college for your degree is they, they add, so you need to have your fine arts credits. You need to have your gym class. Now, I was an athlete in college. Why the hell am I taking gym? Right. Like, that should count. But no, 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 you got to get those credits. Um, what else do you need? You need your foreign languages. Foreign languages are good, but are they necessary for an accountant? No. Probably not. Um, you know, you need to have your your world history credit. Is history good? I love history. I took a lot of history lectures because I liked it. Right. But, again, was it useful? Psych, as an accountant, is, is taking Psych 101 really good? Or, or sociology. Yeah. You want to know why they make you take it. So when you go to a liberal arts college, it's so that you're a well-rounded student. Yeah. That's how they sell it to you. Yeah. Well, you, you, you need to be well-rounded so that you're good in your specialty. What? Yeah. Like, I, I was like, like I said, I was an accounting and then a finance major. Psychology, I had, I had to take psych, psych one hundred and one, yeah, and sociology one hundred and one. They don't, I mean, don't be wrong. Were they good classes to take? Sociology was sure because it teaches how to like, how to um, understand how human beings operate and how they think. Yeah, but was it necessary for my accounting or my finance or for my finance degree? Right. No. Is it worth three hundred dollars a credit? <laughs> no. And you want to know something? I ended up taking those two. I, I was allowed to take some courses at community college. So over the summer, I took both of those at a community college. Yeah. I didn't even take them at my school. Well, and that's that's what like, you know, when I talk to to young people, mm-hmm. I, I I feel so old when I say young people, <laughs> right. but. So if you can, man, stay for stay at home as long as you can. As long as your parents will tolerate you, stay. Save up that money. Yeah. And then English 101 at Anne Arundel Community College is the same exact class as English 101 at Harvard. Right. It is the same class. Why are you going to spend – I don't even know what the cost per credit hour at Harvard is. Right. It's probably not – probably could ask the Google machine that. Yeah, it, yeah it's atrocious. But at Anne Arundel Community College, it's not – as it's, I think it's a, a hundred bucks or whatever it is. Yeah. So, rather than tacking on all that debt to get the class you can get, 
um, it's the same as, you know, if you had, you know, you have two gas stations, right? You have the one gas station that sells, and they both have your typical, you know, 87, 89, 93 octane fuel. So, you know, regular mid-grade premium. But one is the Chevron station or the Exxon station, and the other one's just Billy Bob's gas station. Mm-hmm. Chances are that fuel came off the same truck. Right. But, oh, but I want Exxon gas. So I'm going to spend nine times more per gallon. No one's going to make that choice. But when you just make it English 101, oh, yeah, I want my degree to say Harvard on it. Right. But the, th- the thing is, when that, all that, those credits transfer, because I transferred, my degree doesn't say Frederick Community College on it. My degree says where I went to school. Right. You know, and the the gas, the car doesn't know what kind of gas it's burning. So if you go to Anne Arundel Community College and the credits transfer, some other you don't need to spend that kind of money. Right. Um, so like with my kids, like yeah, you're. I'm not. I'm not letting you go into ridiculous amounts of debt for an experience. You want an experience? Go to the Marine Corps. You get an experience. They'll pay you for it. For so, you know. I do disagree with you a little bit on that, because as far as the experience goes, no, don't get me wrong. I, I I really don't keep in contact too much with people I went to college with. Yeah. Maybe one or two. And it, they're not it's not a professional level. It's solely personal. Like I some of these people they go to these colleges for the professional connections. Yeah. Right? And they work sometimes. Like don't worry. Like an alumni for my college is the one that hired me for my first job. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee I'm hearing people right now like they're listening to this going, "See, that's why you go to that school." Yeah. Okay, I, I mean, I, I get that to a certain extent, but is that connection worth five times the cost? Yeah, and and, and that's so that's where the value of it all comes in. Yeah. Now, for example, I, I think if you go to a Harvard, considering how many, you know, higher, uh, how many executives in the business world are from Harvard, or you know, how many. Uh, people in higher education or from Harvard, Yale, Penn, whatever they are, you know, they're generally at the top of their industry. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying all of them, but for the most part, like those connections at those type of schools definitely come into play. Now, is it worth, you know, three or four times the tuition of like a University of Maryland? Right. I don't know. I don't, but I can certainly say that like, you know, going to uh, Anne Arundel Community College and then, like, UMBC, if you're going to be a computer scientist, you know, you're going to go code or something for a living, you know, maybe that's the better route for you than, than say, uh, you know, Columbia. Yeah. Right? Or even a University of Maryland, which is more expensive than UMBC. Mm-hmm. Right? Like... I use my brother as, as an example. You know, he, he he ended up being a teacher. Now he went to a university out in Indiana. Um, got a, went there for four years. Meanwhile, he could have gone to a state school that was known to be a good school for teachers. Yeah. And it would have cost probably one third, because that was back when state schools were cheap. Well, yeah, not, but see, the thing is now none of them are cheap. And I'm, I was shocked that when University of Maryland calls yeah. for an in-state person, I and, was shocked. Yeah. And and but but one of the reasons they're they're so expensive 
is because of all this money that's getting pumped in. Right. And, you know, it gets into the thing where, where, and as I get old and crotchety and more of a curmudgeon, I just don't, anything the government does, like that, that's government's doing, it's going to be, you know, um, not not gonna not gonna work. They're they're gonna f it up like they do everything, and pretty they haven't let me down yet. So, right. but you know, if you were to take, you can see it right now with the uh, the cost, the the money they're gonna give people, the tax rebate for the for the electric vehicles for the EVs. Ford and General Motors raised the cost of the vehicle thirty seven hundred dollars. Right. So. It's just it's it's they're going to do it. So think if they said, okay, we're going to give every family five hundred dollars a week uh, for to pay for daycare. Right. Everyone's going to sign off. Oh, that's great. That's two grand a month. I'm going to get for daycare. Mm-hmm. What are the daycare providers going to do? They're going to raise their cost because they know you're going to get five hundred dollars per week for it. So if you don't fall within that income level to qualify for it, now you have to pay. More because the cost has now gone up, right? So that that's the 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 the, the government created it. So I'm looking online because I want to go back to that ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and I'm sure it depends on which source you're using. So I just went on Google, and I typed in average student loan debt for 2022. Mm-hmm. All right, according to Experian. Uh, as of June 2022, the average student loan debt among consumers in the U.S. totaled $39,366. Another another one here from APLU.org. I don't even know what that is. Um, the average is $25,921. Um, but the weird thing is they, they're saying the average for people who didn't borrow had mm-hmm. average debt of 16300 So... If it's only like a ten thousand dollar difference, depending on whether they had student loans or not. But anyway, I guess my point is this, and it depends on which one you look at. Because if you're looking at thirty nine thousand three sixty six, it's, and you get ten thousand off your loans, that's a quarter off your loans. If it's twenty five thousand nine twenty one, you take ten thousand off. That's forty percent of your loans. Yeah. Even if you got that, even if he takes off that ten grand. Is it really, if people don't recast the loan, and what I mean by recast is basically they adjust your payment by the amount remaining. So let's say yeah. you got 20 years and you got 40000 in debt left, um, and they take out ten. So now you got 29000 or 30000 left. Mm-hmm. They take that 30000 and stretch it out over those 20 years now. Yeah. So your payment becomes lower. Um some places won't even do that though. They'll make you refinance it completely. Um, which people, when they refinance their, if they refinance the loans when the interest rates were really low, you were getting it at like 1.75, 2.2. Now it could be upwards of four. Yeah. So your payment might not be any different anyway. Yeah. Um, I guess my point is let's say the, the federal government, uh, they forgive all this. They forgive $10,000 per person. And we're like, yeah, this is great. Does it really do anything? Yeah. Is, it, is it really going to adjust people's payments if they don't recast the loan or refinance it? Um, the answer is no. They will yeah. end up paying it off quicker. Yeah. 
because you're making the same payment and you only have, and you have less principal, so you're only mm-hmm. paying it off quicker. But it's only ten thousand dollars. Yeah, like on a, and for I mean on a fifty thousand dollar loan over thirty years, your payment's only like two fifty. Yeah. So what do you knock that down to? Buck twenty five. It like so. I guess what I'm saying is, is it really helping a whole lot of people? Because the people that owe hundreds of thousands of dollars, knocking off ten grand, no. it's not going to budge their payment. No. It, the 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 kids in, in the street crying about their student loans. This isn't them, right? That those are the kids that owe the hundred thousand. They're like, oh my god, I can't, I can't aff- like, I've got a thousand dollar student loan payment a month. Yeah. Okay, well, chopping off ten grand, your payment's now nine hundred and seventy. Mm-hmm. You gain thirty bucks back a month. You didn't do anything. Yeah. So, I guess I, I guess my question is. Does this $10,000 really do anything? I'm sure and everyone's going to be sitting back going, well, it might not do a whole bunch, but I'll take it. I'll take the 10000 back off my loan. Sure. Right. Of course. I mean, it's, but it's not like you're putting $10,000 back in somebody's pocket. Right. This isn't a stimulus. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to affect inflation. I don't think it's going to, I don't think you'll see a whole bunch of that money back in the economy. No. No, and I don't think I I don't think that schools are going to go and all of a sudden raise their tuition by ten grand either. No, um, that damage has already been done. They're still doing it. Though. Yeah, they're still raising that tuition. Yeah, and it's because they're not stopping the student loans. Like yeah. that's enough. Like that would make more sense. Okay, we're going to chop ten grand off of the student loans. Oh, and by the way, federal student loans per year are now capped at eighteen thousand. Yeah, which means you want to go to school as twenty five. You're you're forking over that difference. Yeah, that'll that'll stop those tuition increases real quick. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, if the federal government acted like a banker giving out a loan, and you say you want to go get a degree in history, and you can get that for fifteen grand a year mm-hmm. for four years, you know, and you're gonna you're gonna take a loan out for was it forty uh, sixty grand? Yeah, versus a school you're going to pay 30 grand a year for, mm-hmm. which even today isn't really that expensive. No. I mean, it is, I mean, it, it's not expensive relative to what's out there. You're talking 120. Yeah. So 120 versus 60. If I would, if you're the bank, you're going to say, look, we'll give you the 60 grand for four years and you can go get that degree in history. Yeah. And they're not going to they're not going to fund the hundred and twenty, right? But that's not. But this isn't a true loan process. Yeah, it's if you have a pulse. Yeah, we'll let you keep withdrawing from this bank, and then once you get any kind of job, mm-hmm. or actually, I don't even think you need a job anymore. It's after a certain number of years of graduating. Yeah, you got to start paying on this. Yep, and it's never going away. Yeah, even if you decide to declare bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, I mean, that's why everyone keeps, you hear people saying college is a scam. College is a scam. It's not necessarily a scam in the way most people think. Do you pay for something and do you get something returned? Yes, you do. Yeah. But no one ever does the, the cost analysis of, I mean, it's like, it's like shopping for a car. If you go to three different dealerships, you get three different prices. Mm -hmm. You still get the same car. Yeah. So why don't. The, in, 
it's almost like the government preys on these kids and the parents buy into it. Yeah. It's like, as a parent, would you let your kid just go buy the first car because they thought it was red and shiny and new? Right. <clears throat> no, you're going to make them shop to go find that red car somewhere. Yeah. You're not going to just say, okay, this guy's got it for ten grand. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. That's the one you wanted. No, you're going to say, let's check a couple other dealerships. And, you know, someone else is probably selling that car for six. Yeah. Save yourself the four grand. Yeah. Here it is for six. It's not red. It's black, though. Is that okay? or, or maybe it is red. Yeah. You just decided to go three miles down the road yeah. to another guy that had one. And the because the the money is so easily attainable, no one's shopping. They like you said that I feel like I'm I feel like I'm a nittany line on the inside, so I'm gonna go to Penn State. Yeah. Even though UMBC has the same program for half the price. Right. Like the the it just it blows my mind. Like you can get that same exact degree elsewhere. Any of those enormous state universities, mm-hmm. they're all the same, you know. Yeah. Um, now, some of them might have, like, different, you know, when I was going to go to school, I wanted to be a pilot, so I was looking for aviation schools. Maryland does not have good aviation programs. Um, <clears throat> so, in order for me to do it, like, I was looking out of state, and some out-of-state state school, schools have very good aviation programs. So, that's when, okay, if you're looking for something that's not available in your state, then I get it. Sure. But if you want to be a, if you're going to major in business, I mean, get a business degree anywhere. They're handing out MBAs. Yeah. They're my business degrees. Yeah. But it's also like, I mean, even with the car industry, though, let's say you want a, a 2000 Chevy Tahoe. Mm-hmm. The bank has a value of what they'll lend out for a 2000 Chevy Tahoe. Yeah. And they're not going to lend you anymore. Right. They're going to lend you five grand because that's what they value it as worth. Yeah. There's no one out there saying, well, that history degree is worth 15 grand a year. And that's all we're going to loan you is the 15 grand a year. Now, the employers are deciding what that degree is worth. Sure. You know, so if you get a degree in actuary science, um, the insurance industry has decided that that's like a pretty worthwhile thing to have a degree in, and they'll pay you for it. Your salary will reflect the degree. Right. So. You know, but the lender, like, oh, you want to, it, it would, you know, that same 18-year-old kid who wants to go and go borrow $100,000 to major in nonsense couldn't get the $8,000 loan for the Tahoe. Right. Because they're like, you can't repay this loan. Right. But, oh, yeah, go ahead, get this, sure. Well, yeah, go ahead. Based off of future earnings, right? Yeah. But the bank who's lending that money to the kid to buy the Tahoe is assuming risk. Right. You know, now sure, can they go repo the vehicle? Yeah, but the kid could also, oh, let's get repoed. Let's burn it up. You know, let's go crash. They, yeah, they repoed it, but it's not worth anything. Right. There's going to be depreciation in that. Sure. You know, so um, does a human mind depreciate? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I know mine has depreciated quite a bit. (laughs) But what? uh, Let us know what you think about uh, the student loan forgiveness for. about ten grand from the from the current president, which uh, I believe he did it by executive order. Um, yeah, we didn't could, get into that. I could be wrong on that, but no, he did. Oh, he did. Okay, yeah. so you know, let us know what you think uh, about 
you know, forgiven 10 grand or who the 10 grand should have gone to or whether he should have done it by uh, executive order if he should, or if Congress should have done this or if nobody should have done it, let us know in the comments. Please uh, like, subscribe, comment, share. Thank you for listening. Please definitely share this with a friend and we will see you next time.